Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 75. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you've had a great start to your week. Now, I'm jumping straight in on this episode because honestly, I loved it. It was so good. It was a different format, but it was brilliant. So let me explain. In today's episode, I am interviewing Kerry Rycroft. Now, Kerry was introduced to me via a friend because One thing that's really interesting is I don't often interview lots of people from the UK or locally to me because lots of the people that I admire and look at and learn from who I want to bring to you, my audience, tend to be American or from not round here. You know, they don't tend to be many people who do what I do where I currently live. And what was really fascinating is I was out for dinner with a friend the other week and she said to me, do you know what, Teresa, I went to this talk and there was this amazing woman there who teaches people how to do courses online. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. I don't, I don't hear of too many local people doing that. And she said, and what was the best thing about it was during her talk, she actually said, right, who thinks they can't have a online course? Who thinks that their business is not, what's the word that doesn't suit it, or that's not something that they can do in their business? And people put their hands up and she picked one person and that person said what they did. And she said, okay, by the end of today, we would have come up with a plan, come up with an idea and and started your online course for you to start marketing it and literally just did it there and then. And it was amazing. And, And my friend was like, she was unbelievable. It was great. And I was like, that's a real skill because actually 
There are some businesses that are super easy to do online products for. So if you're in the knowledge industry, if you're a coach, anything like that, when you're teaching, then it's easy. You know, you can take anything online and I'm doing the same. And it's and it's great. It's a brilliant way in which I can teach more people and have more, what's the word, more impact without having to physically be sat in front of people. So it's an amazing way that we can learn and teach now. And I do a lot of stuff online in terms of how I learn. So anyway, got in touch with Kerry, really lovely lady. We had sort of hit it off straight away, had really good chat. And we decided, great, let's do a podcast episode. And Kerry came up with the most amazing idea that wouldn't it be good if we did something similar on the episode? I.e., I ask my audience, I ask you guys, do you think that you can't do an online course or do you want to do an online course and don't know where to start? And if that's the case, then get in touch. That's exactly what I did. I was over on Instagram. I was doing stories. I posted it everywhere. And I asked you guys to get in touch if you thought that was the case. And we had a number of people get in touch. We had quite a few different ones to look at. And we chose four different people who do different businesses. One is actually a physical product. Another one is a teaching product. And there's a couple of others. But we basically did an interview. We did a bit of interview at the beginning, but we basically did an interview based on these people and these businesses. And we talk about how they can turn their business into an online product. So I think you're going to really find this episode useful because for me, it was like the most practical suggestions. It was really, really hands-on, kind of put her money where her mouth is, tell these people how they can do it online. Some great ideas, some great tips and strategies in terms of getting started and how to come up with it. And again, a bit like when I did the episode with Callie and Mike, the membership guys, which I'll link to in these show notes, just in case you didn't catch that one. Really honest, really down to earth. None of the kind of get rich quick, I'm going to teach you how to do a course in three hours and you're going to make a million. None of that. It's just really straightforward, cool advice. And she's a smart lady. She's been doing this for a while. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode and I think you're going to get a whole lot from it. Even if you're not considering doing something online, I still think you're going to get a whole lot of good value from this episode. There was lots of great marketing tips. Also, the other thing I'd like you to let me know is what do you think of the more interactiveness of the episodes? I love the fact that I can feature other people and I can shout out to other businesses and obviously let you guys know about amazing other businesses out there. And I'd like to feature you guys more. So let me know whether you enjoy this style and whether you think I should do more of this in the future. I would love to hear. Anyway, let's get on with today's episode. And here's the interview. So I am super excited today to welcome the very lovely Kerry to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here as well. It's going to be fun. My pleasure. And you know what? This is so odd, but because I interview so many American people, just because there's lots of people in our industry who are from America that know really good stuff and I want them on the podcast. It's actually really odd when I hear a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not been that long since I've, in fact, I've interviewed a few people who aren't from the States recently. So yeah, you're kind of uh, about the third person recently, which is unusual. But yeah, it's really odd to hear this, this 
British accent coming back to me. Branching out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, into my own country. It's really (laughs) odd, isn't it? Really odd. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We've had such fun planning this podcast and I am super excited about it because we're mixing it up a little bit. We're doing a few things differently and we're going to be doing a bit of practical side, which I think is going to be wonderful. I'm really excited about it. But before we dive into that, let's just give my audience a bit of an overview of who you are and how you got to do what you're doing now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I, such a long story how I got to do what I'm doing now, but I I started off um, a few years ago running a social media agency. So I was a a single mum with four children and I'd left my ex-husband. I'd lost a big business that I'd been building up for years And I kind of started again um, with a social media agency, which on the one hand was really good because it was my own business and it gave me a bit of flexibility and it allowed me to not have to go into an office nine till five, which is really difficult when you've got millions of small humans. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really quickly realised that actually it was almost like having 10 bosses rather than having one boss because doing social media for clients, you know, as you well know, through the agency side of things, Mm -hmm there was only me working in the business. So it required me being in front of my laptop nine till five and then some all day, every day. Wasn't quite as flexible as I wanted in terms of being able to drop the kids off at school and pick them up and go to sports days and everything else. Um, And there was this gap between Christmas and New Year where they'd gone to their dads for the first time in a long while. Um, And I sort of had a really stern word with myself and said, right, okay, you have 10 days on your own, just you and the dog on the sofa. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to carry on moaning about how hard this is and how difficult it is and how, you know, you're not able to have the lifestyle that you want? Um, Or are you going to get on and do something about it? So in my mind, my two options were either I'm going to sit on the sofa for 10 days and watch Netflix and cry and eat chocolate. Good option. (laughs) um, Or actually, maybe I could look at creating some kind of online course in my business because I'd taken a few online courses and I'd joined a few online boot camps. And I was quite sold on the fact that, oh, this is interesting and this is a, an interesting way to be a customer and it would be great to have this as part of my business. But I had no clue what I was doing. So I chose that option rather than the Netflix. And the well job. done. Well done. Um, and over that 10 days, I built a how to manage your own social media online course for people who either couldn't afford to work with me or who I didn't want to work with for whatever reason. And, and I put it out there in that, you know, that, it's a real dead gap, isn't it, between mm-hmm. Christmas and New Year when everybody's just doing nothing. Yeah, we managed to make two thousand pounds in that gap by selling. Wow. I mean, it was a really rough course. I look back at it now, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's not look too closely at how that was put together. Um, but that made me sit back and go, okay, well, that was hard work building it, but actually, I've now got that that I can sell forever, and yeah. that feels like such a nice way to make two thousand pounds rather than taking on you know four new five hundred pound clients or whatever it was. Yeah. So that was yeah. about four or four years ago. And I've gradually, I spent a couple of years transitioning all of my stuff over to online because of the more online courses I built for myself, clients started to say to me, oh, that's, you know, how did you do that? Or what did you, what did you use and what software mm-hmm. and how did you, how did you set that up? And how do you know what to do? And I just then fell into starting to do it for other people. And now that's what I do. So I, yeah. I either build online courses for people or I teach people how to do it themselves. And it's I amazing. I love it. And I love your story because your story and my story are kind of similar other than the multiple of children. So I just had the one and no husband and you had four, which holy moly, man, like, yeah. that is no mean feat, is it? 
No, and they've, they've all got their additional challenges. My my youngest has got a heart condition, so we're on the waiting list for heart surgery. We're in a wow. time, um, and my boy has some mental health issues that meant that I had to homeschool him for two years. So it's it's not a it's not a nice, calm, quiet, easy home life. So having my no. own sort of regular, repeatable income has just been a game changer for me. That knowing, I can imagine knowing that bills are paid like on the first of the month knowing that I've got enough money coming in that month to pay all my bills and everything and some left over just changed everything for me yeah and and that's the whole idea people start a business thinking I want a business because I'm going to be free and I'm going to manage my own time and I totally agree going from having one boss to then having clients just multiplies your bosses and it and it does make that a challenge but also I've never worked as hard as I work now and don't get me wrong, I I love what I do and therefore it doesn't feel like I'm working as such. And also I am in a privileged position where my daughter disappears every other week and goes to her dad. So I get I get to be mum and then I get to have downtime and, and do work. So so yeah, it's but to have that recurring in, income when you have so much more going on in your life is just phenomenal, isn't it? It's such yeah. such a great thing. It made a massive difference for me two years ago is when I really kind of appreciated it the most because I took eight months off doing any kind of proper work as in any consulting or any one-on-one coaching um, because my son was quite ill with his mental health issues and I took months off completely and all I had was my online courses that were running and knowing that I could do that and didn't have to make the really difficult decision of I know he needs the help and support and I have to take him to all of his appointments and I'm homeschooling Mm -hmm. him and we had a big court case going on and I need to go and do you know see all of the court appointed people who had to talk to him if I'd have had to work nine to five to pay my rent and pay my bills that would have been such a a horrible decision to make yeah Um, yeah but it just made it much easier because I could say right well I'll scale back on all of the consulting and I'll scale back on the coaching and I'll just rely on my um online courses for eight months and it was amazing to be able to do that somebody said I was really lucky and that kind of offended me because I was like Mm -hmm. I'm not lucky I've worked my butt off to get to this step but I think it's fortunate is probably the right word rather than lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You, you looked at your options and chose one and that option happened to work really perfectly with the situation that you found yourself in. And we all hope that we don't find ourselves in situations where we have to take lots of time off work or we have, we have, uh, things at home that are going to take over your entire life because there's not many people who are in the fortunate position who could then just go, I'm going to stop working or take time off work or whatever, because we can't afford to, you've got to, got to keep earning money so so that is you know if that's not a a reason enough to make you want to look at an online course I don't know what is Um. I say to to women all the time um, when I speak on stage and when I talk in front of large groups I tend to say you know everybody here in the audience all of you women you have your own business and you work really hard at your business and you know is there anybody here who doesn't have somebody that they look after either a husband or a parent or children or Mm -hmm partner every single person in the audience usually about 99% of people will put their hand up and say I look after somebody else yeah and the next question is does your business look after you the same way and they're all like no <laughs> and like if any one of them had to take a month off their business would just wait and just sit there and go oh, okay that's fine I won't do anything for this month while you're not working I'll just yeah. wait to come back um, and I think it's really important as women that we have something set up so that our business is providing Mm. it's a two-way street it's not just about us working in the business 
and then you know having invoices paid for it yeah it's about setting the business up so that it works on its own and it supports you that's what yeah. I'm really passionate about yeah absolutely and like you said I think to have that option because most I've known actually some um some business people that I know and they were women took things like summer off because summer is hell trying to childcare though one child let alone four um you know is is a nightmare and they took the summer off and and it's not just the fact of you're sitting down for you know and, and stepping out the business for that time all the cumulative work you've done in building your brand and building your awareness all that time then just basically falls off the edge of a cliff and it's like you're having to start again you know so the minute you then go oh okay I'm back to work now it's like oh let's go day one again from starting this business because that's what it's going to feel like. So I love that. I love it. Okay. So for people listening, let's just talk briefly about really what the basics we mean by creating an online course and why obviously they want to look at it other than the fact that you've gave these brilliant ideas already. So I, I really believe that any, any business could benefit from having an online course um, and that's something that I'm quite vocal about I, I nag people quite a lot um, so if you're it's very easy to describe kind of from a coach or consultant yeah point. I'll start there if you're if you're a coach who works with people either one-to-one or in a group setting um, most of the time you'll have a process that you take those people through like a signature style whether you know it's your program whether you've kind of fleshed it out to be this is my signature program or not you will have a process that you take people through. So somebody comes to you, um, if you're a, a health coach, somebody comes to you and wants to improve their health, you'll have five or six different things that you will work through with them. And working with them one-to-one is great, but if you mm-hmm. can take those steps and if you can take those things that you do with them face-to-face and turn them into an online product where they're delivered through videos and worksheets and questions in a Facebook group and group coaching calls – it frees up so much more of your time. Mm. So it's it's looking at how do you do things offline? How do you do things? If I came to you and sat down in front of you and said, you know, can you help me achieve this goal? Mm-hmm. What would you do? And it's it's looking at those steps and then it's turning those into a, an online program. And I love the way I like to think about an online program and, and we're talking specifically courses, but this also goes for memberships and things like that, is that I get to help more people. Yes. Because... I only have so much time and I love it. Right. And I love it when I do one-to-one consultancy and I get on a call with someone and someone says, this is my business. This is the problem. This is the, and I go blah, blah, blah for like an hour and tell them what to do. And, but I only have so much time. And also understandably over time, you get more expensive and, and I am more expensive now. So what this is allowing is one, from my point of view, selfishly, I can help more people because I love doing that. But secondly, from the other side, is that you get access to someone's brain and knowledge. And, you know, I'm, I've, I've been on, done lots of courses and in lots of memberships of the most amazing people that actually I couldn't afford to sit down with them one-to-one because they would cost tens of thousands to do that so the fact that I can be in their course and still have all that knowledge and have some access to them for me is well worth that money so yeah absolutely and that's the beauty of it it's um it's more affordable for people they won't necessarily get the same results that they would get if they worked one-on-one with you but often it's a good way to convert people into one-on-one clients yeah one one of my clients is a coach and she uses her online course not as a way to make money but as a 
if somebody wants to work with her one-to-one, they have to have done her online course before she'll even consider an application from them. So um, it's like it's only about £200 or something fairly low. And she's a very high-ticket coach when it comes to working yeah. one-to-one. But the very first stage of her application process is you buy my course for £200, you work through it, here's the benefit that you'll get from that. And at the same time, we'll work out whether we're a good fit to work together. And if you then want to come to me one-to-one, we'll knock the £200 off the £10,000 or whatever she is at the moment. And that gets a lot of people into her world who wouldn't be able to afford to pay her the, you know, the huge amounts of money that she charges. And quite rightly so, because she gets amazing results. Yeah. Sometimes they would get enough results from the course to be able to go away and do something else. And other times it would just give them that I absolutely have to find the money to work with you. This is, you are, you know, absolutely my ideal coach. Mm. So I like it when people use online courses in, in different ways rather than just how can I make money by selling this? Yeah. Sometimes it's how can I make my life easier? If you've got um, one of my customers at the moment is a mortgage advisor. So yeah. everybody that comes to her, she immediately spends two hours going through a whole question and answer session with them, which then puts them into kind of one of three or four categories. So she knows where to advise them next when it comes to mortgages. We're turning that whole process into an online course where you go through and you do all of that process yourself online, following mm. her prompts and her questions. And at the end of it, you've either got the information that you need to be able to go away and source your own mortgage, yeah. or you go to her and she doesn't have to spend that time with you because you've done that. And all yeah. you do is give her your, this is me. And then and she goes on to the next stage. I love that actually, because sometimes I'm really um, blinkered when it comes to online courses in terms of, it's a way to make residual income, but you're right. It's a great way to, to step people into a funnel, to get people ready, to take out a process of your business, because she could sit with that client for two hours, go through all those questions for them to go, no, I don't want to work with you. Exactly. You know, so she's just wasted two hours every single time she needs to do that. Yeah. And, and this way it's done. It's not the fun part of her business. Like when I spoke no. to her about which parts of your business do you really enjoy, she likes the the creative problem solving bit when she knows which bucket effectively they fall into. The bit yeah. that lights her up is going, right, so how can I help you as a self-employed person with maybe only a year's accounts who wants to get a big mortgage? How can yeah. I help you do that? Rather than the the you know, the question and answers bit at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Um, okay, so Courses are great. We love courses. And uh, there's lots of platforms out there. And we could spend literally the rest of this podcast talking just about platforms, but there are millions of them. But really quickly, because I've obviously got some recommendations and we'll link to them, but really quickly, what are your um, sort of top few platforms that you're using if you're doing a course? So I teach people um, to do it very reasonably to start with. I teach people not to spend a huge amount of money until you know that your course is selling. Um, it's really easy to Good get into buying all of these systems and spending $500 a month before you mm-hmm. even sold anything. So I always tell people that the basics that you will need um, is something like Zoom to record your videos on. Yeah, You can use Canva to create your worksheets for free. There's loads of really great templates on there that you can yeah. use for worksheets. I use um, or get clients to use MailChimp. It's free to start with. It does the job. It sends the automated emails. It gets people from one part of your funnel to another. Um, and you can even you know, get your course out there by MailChimp. So you can send your course out as an email series. Um, it's basic. It does the job until you're earning money from it. Then you don't need to spend yeah. huge amounts of money on anything else. I use a system called um, t4s.site to actually build the sales funnel and build the online course pages in. Okay. It's 
it's very, very similar to ClickFunnels, yeah. except it's built by a person in the UK who I know very well, a really good web developer in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it's $30 a month rather than the $300 wow. for the full version of ClickFunnels. Yeah. And um, it took him quite a while to persuade me to use it. I'd always been a ClickFunnels person and yeah. I trialed it and it took me a while to get comfortable with it and to find my way around it. And then I moved all of my courses onto it and then I started recommending it to clients. So yeah. I, I, the package that I recommend, you'll pay $30 a month and that's all wow. you'll need for everything that you need to get your online course out there. And I really believe in getting people to do something before you start spending more money. Yeah. Once you prove the concept, any, I think anybody can sell 10 places on a course without Facebook ads, without spending huge amounts of money. If you know your clients and if you know that you're solving a problem for them, mm-hmm. don't spend a lot of money, get it out there. I and mean, my first one, I look back on it now and it was just embarrassing, the videos and everything. <laughs> I keep thinking that maybe I'll be brave enough one day and show people and then I go, no, I'm fine over there in that corner. I think that would help people because they, they would realise that it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> doesn't it really doesn't it's more important that you get it out there and then once you've sold the first 10 places you can start to look at scaling it so you can say okay so I've you know I've sold 10 places people have been through the process I know that it works now I can pay to send some traffic there or now I can pay to record my videos professionally or or do whatever it is you want to do but don't be don't be fooled into thinking that you need to spend a fortune to start with I'm so glad you said that because I am how would I describe myself like I'm not afraid to spend money on things and therefore I am swayed very easily by very nice marketing, right? And this is the worst because I'm a marketeer. I spent my entire life in marketing and I know exactly what they're doing and I not fall for it. I allow them to do it every time. So when I look at the platforms I use, I use uh, Infusionsoft, very expensive. A bill's just gone out for like $290 this month. I use Kajabi, which I'm moving from Infusionsoft to Kajabi. So I will stop the the Infusionsoft thing, but Kajabi is a fairly hefty platform Mm -hmm. price-wise as well. I used to use Drip, which was a cheaper uh, funnel type thing. And that's great, but still not that cheap. And I used to use, uh, and I use lead pages for landing pages and that sort of thing. And that's not too bad. That's a fairly good price, but you add all that stuff up. Oh, and then I had my initial course on wishlist members. So I paid out for that, Uh, but that's now moved over to Kajabi. So I am one of these people that I don't, I am swayed by big companies, big marketing, and I, and I do that. And also by how things look. So for instance, I particularly like the way Kajabi looks as a platform. And I'm much more about aesthetics, which is really odd. But I do, if it's beautiful to look at, then, or easy to look at, then that helps because I'm not a techie person. So, so yeah, so I'm really glad you gave us some uh, cheap slash free options. So, because you're right, I'm not doing it the sensible way. Now, granted, I have a part of my business that I'm running and then this is, you know, the online stuff is along the side so maybe I have a bit more of a budget there to do it but really I shouldn't do until I'm confident that it's making money so and I think that's one of the things that puts a lot of people off is I don't understand the tech and it's going to cost me a fortune and I'm not going to know what to do and then I'm going to spend a lot of money and then it won't work people are very quick to talk themselves out of doing online courses yeah Um, so my thing is always just to remove the, the cost barrier to start with um, I mean, I've bought online courses where I've signed up for like template packs where people will take you through. These are the templates that I've used and here's how to implement them. And then yeah. you end up getting a, a link to a Google Drive with a series of 
templates and a video. And my first reaction was like, oh, and then I watched the video and then I used the templates and thought, well, actually, I've got exactly what I needed. What I needed, yeah. Why, why make it any more complicated? Keep it simple. Amazing. Okay. So let's get to the bit I'm really looking forward to. So I put out on uh, social media that if you would like to be featured on today's podcast, then contact me and DM me and we put some questions out there because what we really wanted to do was test you. And and I joked on a couple of posts that I was, you know, make it hard because I was being mean, but I wasn't, I'm just being funny. So basically we wanted people to come to us who A, wanted to do an online course, but weren't quite sure where to start or how to get going. Or B, which is the one that I quite like, thinks that their industry, their business, what they do is not compatible with an online course and therefore kind of saying how on earth could I do an online course and we have picked four people to talk about today and I'm going to link up to everything that they've we've got for them so their website and their social media so make sure you go and check them out obviously as well as linking up to all of Kerry's stuff as well so we'll have all that stuff on there but let's get started on the first one so I'm going to introduce them and tell you a bit about them and then you're going to tell us you're going to help them. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. So the first lady that we've got on today's podcast is a lady called Devon. Now I'm going to, Devon, I apologize if I say your name wrong. Beza. I think it's Beza. So B-E-A-Z-A. So I apologize if that's wrong. And you sent me a DM on Facebook and basically Devon runs a, the fertility finance. She's the fertility finance coach. We asked what kind of ideal client she had. So she was saying that her ideal client is between 20 and 40s who's stressed about paying for fertility treatment, IVS most commonly. And then we asked what problem does she solve? And she says she helps women to make, save and make and manifest money for treatment. So she addresses money blocks and she recently ran a 30-day coaching program called Fertility Money Mindset, which has amazing results and comprised of 10 mini videos that she delivered in Facebook daily. So this is basically the crux of what she does, which sounds amazing. I have to say it's very niche, but what do they say? Well, if I was American, I'd say the riches are in the niches, but obviously we don't say niche, we say niche and it doesn't quite work then. Um, (laughs) but, um, But yeah, so this is great. She's found a really specific niche that is a real need because I can appreciate if you were trying to have children and you had to go down the IVF route and the money is a big thing, isn't it? So, so she's been wondering whether that would make a good online course, whether to do the 30 day coaching program, whether it would make a good online course. And she wants to get some advice around that. So let's start with Devon. What do you think about that one? So I think that, I think it would definitely make a really good course, but I wouldn't do it as a 30 day online course because I I think think people would lose interest. I think that the first five or six days you'd have loads of engagement and loads of people watching the videos and taking action. But I think after that, it would start to drop off. Um, One of the most important things when you do an online course is it has to be really actionable. So every time you touch a customer, as it were, in marketing, every time you you communicate with a customer, there has to be an action for them to do. You need to differentiate between like a book, for instance, is all about information. You read the information, you take it in. A course is about you implementing and doing something so what I would do with those 30 days I would try and break it down into maybe a four-week course Mm -hmm. look at batching it up are there any themes where you could you know put seven together 
um, and I would have a four-week course and I would structure it so that you have a video that goes out at the beginning of the week with some worksheets and some actions and, you know, maybe take three or four or seven or eight of the day's content Mm -hmm. into one video with some really strong actions. And then when you're running a course for the first time, I like to run it live and have some live group calls towards the end of the week. You don't have to carry on doing that forever, but it's a great way to really get some um, good feedback on the course and to help people. And then the next time you run the course, you can include all the recordings of the question and answer calls in there. So it's more value for people. Yeah. So I would say look at taking those 30 days, breaking it down into maybe four, four or five weeks worth of content and having a video go out at the beginning of the week with worksheets and actions and then a call towards the end of the week to say, how did you go? Did you do the actions? Did you get stuck? Do you have any questions? Where would you where would you like some help? I think that would be a brilliant online course. Yeah, I do. Would you drip feed that content or would you have it all there straight up, straight away? I would drip feed it to start with. Um, the problem with having it all available from day one is that people will just jump to the bits they think are more interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, and won't do it. So when I'm in, in my course where I teach people how to build an online course, the first two weeks are all about foundations and goal setting, an ideal client, and everybody rolls their eyes at me and goes, oh, I've done all of this. Yeah, but they yeah. have. <laughs> I used to give all the content at once, and then people would say, so I built my sales page, and I'm like, great, where's your ideal client work? Oh, I haven't done that. Well, yeah. Okay. Come back to me in a couple of weeks when you're not making any money and then we can talk about how you need to go back and do the stuff at the beginning. So now I don't let people move to the interesting part of the course until they've done the bit at the beginning that they need to because I'm mean. No, I like that. And funny enough, I've just bought a course that I'm working through. Uh, it's an abundance course, actually. It's not something I would normally buy, but for whatever reason, I was drawn to it. And um, and I know the guy, he's a really lovely guy. I met him at a conference a few months ago and he's drip feeding content every day. And each video is like 15 minutes long and there's like some kind of meditation with it or whatever. And actually, I am very proud of myself because I've been doing it and because it hasn't been difficult and it hasn't been long. And therefore, I haven't felt like it's some massive onerous thing. So actually breaking it down into kind of, you know, those chunks and and drip feeding it. Would you, if you were going to do it over four weeks, would you consider dripping things out a couple of times a week or not with just one a week? I would probably start with one a week and get feedback on it. So you don't want to overwhelm people. And one of the mistakes that most people make when they're building an online course is they put way too much content in it anyway. So yeah, when I'm working I agree. on a done for you basis, I tend to say, right, show me all of your content. And then we get rid of about 80% of it. Mm. because There's so much stuff that you don't need. And everybody tries to pad it out with extra value and all of this other stuff. And actually, people want the the fastest possible way to achieve the result that you're promising them. So I would start with just one a week. And I'm really strict with people and say, cut out. If it's not strictly necessary, don't do it. Have it as a bonus, maybe, or add it in at the end. But try and keep it as as short as you can. Yeah. Um, Yeah. People are overwhelmed really easily. I've joined online courses before where I log in and suddenly I'm met with like 100 videos and 28 worksheets. And my first reaction is like, where do I start? And then I don't do anything. You want to make it really simple for people. On day one, it's like, watch this, do this. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this, do this. And like you were saying, the more simple you can keep it and the less overwhelming you can keep it, people will actually do it. And that's that's the point of an online course. I don't just want to take the money. I actually want to Exactly. so frustrated with people that join my groups and then never do anything. I'm Mm. I'm there poking them going, do you want your money back? Would you like a refund? Why hadn't you done it? 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And especially in this, with Devon's example, because it's such an emotive and important thing that they're trying to do. Um, you do want to make that content. Whereas I think sometimes we, we over deliver because we're trying to be really helpful, but actually that's, that's not as helpful as, as it could be. One thing that's just jumped to mind, actually, Devon, if you've done this before through the Facebook group, I would go and have a look at the content that really worked well. So because you've done these videos each day, I don't know whether you agree, um, but I, I think I would go and see which video really spiked, which one did loads of people comment on, just so that can it help you kind of identify the content that was really resonating with your audience. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you've got a great group of people that you can ask as well. You know, you can say to them, which which ones touched you the most? Which did you find were most useful? What, you know, what format or great. What, what was most useful for you? You've got that feedback. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. Wonderful. Well, hopefully that's helped, Devon. Um, okay, next one. Now, I've got to just put a quick disclaimer right because I was reading Devon's first one. And the problem is I never read on the podcast ever. Like, I just talk and it just comes out in my head. I might have some guidance notes, but I never read anything verbatim. So I'm actually finding this bit really difficult. <laughs> so if I suddenly sound worse than I've ever sounded, I'm like, uh, 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 that'll be why, because I'm having to read and I don't normally read. Now, luckily, I know this next lady, so I don't have to read what she does because I know her. So our next person that we've got on is Legina Leal, and she has a business called Legina Masala. Uh, she contacted me through Facebook and I'm going to link up to her website and her Facebook page and things. Now I know Legina because she just happens to be local to where I am and Legina teaches Indian cooking and she also sells spices online. Now I, I, oh man, her food is to die for good. Indian food is one of my favorite things. If you're in America, actually, you don't have a lot of Indian food in America because you have a lot of Mexican food. And I guess that's your equivalent. Um, but yeah, if you go to the States, you can't, you can't get many Indian. No, I know. I, I was, um, yeah. I remember that from when I was traveling there. It's it yeah. because I love Indian food. So yeah, no, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, she's great. So she basically, um, she does a few different things. She'll do classes that you can go along. She also does corporate events where she can go and do like a uh, an away day or a team day. And then you can also bring her into your home and pray, pay for her privately and she'll do some um, teaching with you there. And then obviously what's great is she has these spices that go along with it. So she sells spices online and they're so easy. And following, you don't have to attend one of her courses in order to, um, one of her team building things, but I did. And then from then on, I make my curries with her spices every single time. And they are, in fact, I had wine tasting at my house the other night with some friends and I said I'll cook for us after the wine tasting uh we were a bit drunk by then anyway so I thought I'll do something easy and I did three different curries and rice and bless Legina because she's local she bought um onion bargies around and everybody was like oh my word this is the best curry we've ever tried so anyway it sounds like I'm doing a permanent advert for Legina (laughs) curries but they are amazing so uh, like I said, she's uh, her ideal clients are corporate team building clients, home cooks who aren't so confident with spices, and she teaches people to cook amazing curries. So online course for Legina. That's uh, so much fun. Now, what this made me think of is um, I've worked with a couple of florists before, three or four different florists to put together mm. membership sites. And that random Indian cooking made me think of florists. Just bear with me. It'll make sense eventually. Um, I think this would be a really, really good membership site type online course to set up. So okay. the membership site is where people pay like a monthly subscription and it doesn't have to be a lot of money. But the idea is if you've got a lot of people joining, it adds up and makes it financially worthwhile. Yeah. 
them to learn a new skill. Now, people are going out less and less these days. People are spending less and less money on takeaways and going out for dinner and things like that. And a lot of people are looking to learn new skills and to learn new hobbies. So the hobby market is growing hugely where, Mm -hmm. you know, the economy is a little bit down and people maybe haven't got as much money to go out and spend as they wanted. So something like this, where if you had a membership site and you said, I'm going to teach you one new meal, not necessarily just one new recipe, but one new Mm -hmm. like whole family meal or entertaining type meal every month. The way that I would structure that would be that I would have, so I would pick something. So either a birthday party or a particular Indian celebration. Or I, yeah. I don't know very much about you know the culture. Yeah. But if a, a meal, so I would plan, I like to plan these things in advance. So I would plan your first six months with the content. So pick six meals and so not just mm-hmm. the curry. So what bread could you do with it and what side dishes and yeah. vegetarian option and a meat option, something like that. And then in that month, I would start off, so I would have four pieces of content available that month. So I would start by talking about the theme. So here's why I've picked the theme this month, and here's why it's important, and here's why it's relevant, and um, kind of some story-based stuff in there. Yeah. following week, I would have a shopping list made available. So I would Mm -hmm. say, here's what we're going to... You know, here's what you need to go and find. I live out in rural Lincolnshire. It's not very easy to find anything around here. Um, <laughs> so to have that, you know, a couple of weeks before we're actually going to cook the dish, it would be nice yeah. to be able to go out and do shopping and get the bits. Great upsell there for her to sell her spices as well. Yeah. Then I would probably on the third week do something where I'm talking through the ingredients and talking about why I'm going to use them and what difference it will make and why why I use this rather than this. And I can't think what this and this could be because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cookery, but, you know, you've been out and you've bought your shopping and you're looking at everything and here's what they all do and here's what they all add. Because I often use recipes as a good example when I'm talking about building online courses. People will come Mm. to me to learn how to build a course and then they'll say, oh, I don't want to do that bit or that bit. And then they'll moan when they don't get a course at the end of it. And I always say, it's like making a cake. You can't ask me for my cake recipe and then say, I don't like eggs, I'm not putting them in. Yeah same cake that I make at the end so you know to talk about what you've bought and why it's important and why you shouldn't miss things out because they look weird you know it all adds to the meal and then the final week I would have literally a video of her making making the meal and the recipe available and I would encourage people to submit you know videos of them making it or photographs Mm. and you could go you could get so I get so carried away with this stuff I know how to stage the table what kind of you know, who yeah. to invite around. I love it. I think it'd be brilliant. And this, the, the ones that I've done for florists have always been around like a seasonal flower decoration that you could do. Yeah. And if you're charging somebody sort of, you know, 20 pounds a month for something like this, yeah, it's not a huge amount of money. Most people can find 20 pounds a month for a new hobby. If you yeah. think about, you know, how much you spend on, on other stuff, 20 pounds a month is reasonable. It's not a lot of money do is you know if you've got 10 people doing it that's 200 pounds a month coming in and all you have to do is make a video of you cooking something and the shopping list it's it's quite a simple way to to start ramping it up you can then so as somebody joins I would have them join on that month's content um but I would have all the months put aside that they can buy for 10 pounds you know this is what we did in January before you joined if you want to buy that particular one then it's 10 pounds and you buy it and you can have access to it so I think this would be oh, great can stay for as long as they like. They could just dip in for a month here and there. I love it. That's what I do. 
such a good idea. Legina, if you don't do this, then we're having words because honestly, that is an amazing idea. I love that. And I was writing down things before you said them. Thank God I'm on this. So I'm sometimes it's reassurance that I know what I'm talking about, but I was like, yeah, you know, you'd need the shopping list. She could even do like a two levels of the membership. And the one level includes every month she sends the spices you need. So you get the spices so that they're ready. And oh, I just think that's brilliant. So, so good. There's so much fun stuff you could do with it. Like you could say that, um if somebody the first person to post the video of them making it can come along to your home next month and make the next one with you or something you know, yeah 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 local dream. there's so much fun stuff you could do with it I love it I want to join do it that's yeah hurry up because we're joining you got your first two customers there it reminds me a little bit and actually this is quite a nice concept as well of like the cook-along things do you remember when um was it yeah. Gordon Ramsay who did the the Friday night live cook along and he told you what you needed and stuff. And, and he was manic and it was all manic and he'd go to other people's houses and they, yeah. But I do quite like the idea of, a, of an occasional cook along live or I don't know, something like that. But I mean, if you had a Facebook group running with this, then you could absolutely do that. You could you yeah. know, get everybody there live on zoom because you can have zoom calls with, um, I think up to 50 people for free. Can't you without? I think so. Yeah, and also, like- um, it's a basic video, so some basic chopping videos, some basic, you know, like she laughed at me the other day. This is brilliant. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying, so she came round and bought the onion barges. I was like, thank you so much. That's amazing. I'm making curry. I'm doing whatever, whatever. And um, I said, oh, and I've, because uh, there's so many of us, I've asked someone to, to loan me a rice cooker. She's like, why? And I said, well, I'd normally use those packet rices. And she's like, what? And I said, I can't make rice. And she's like, oh my God, you're like one of the smartest people I know and you can't make rice. And I was like, no. That would be great to have like a basic. Exactly. Yeah, so I think you should absolutely do this one. Love it, love it, love it. Hopefully, Legina, you take that on board and you do it because I think you'll get loads of people signing up for that. And Legina's a real, she's a great personality. So she's got lots to offer. She's She'll be good on camera. So I think she'd be great. She will be great. Okay, on with the third one. So I do know this lady. I think I've met her at least once. Well, I have met her at least once, maybe a couple of times. And her name's Kylie and her business is called Violet's Digital. She DM'd me on Instagram. And basically her business is that she offers social media services such as training, support and advice to small businesses on using Instagram in particular and content creation for social platforms. So her ideal clients are local to East Riding where she lives. Uh, They're small to medium product-based business um, but they don't know where to start in terms of strategy or planning or creating content for social media. The prime problems that she solves or wants to solve is how to navigate things, all things Instagram and content creation. So she gives practical advice, taking better photos, creative ways to engaging video, putting themselves in front of their audience. So this is a great one. And obviously this is an industry that we know very well. Uh, so I can see already how she's got lots of options, but Kerry, over to you. Well, actually, what really excites me about this one is that her ideal client are product-based people. And there are, there's a real need for more people to help product-based businesses. So many coaches and consultants help yeah. service-based businesses. Yeah, great. Um, not a great deal out there for product businesses. So I love that. That was the first thing that I noticed. I was like, oh, that's really exciting that she works with product people. I like yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh, the where to start. Like, the, I think the problem with, with creating an online course here is going to be where to start. Because she's got so many ideas. And don't do everything at once. Like, mm. I would have lots of really short 
actionable courses. So maybe one on content for Instagram, you know, covering taking photos, what kind of lighting and backgrounds, that kind of stuff. I would have one on how to get more followers on Instagram, how to grow your Instagram. I mm-hmm. wouldn't try and put everything in one course. No. I think it's too complicated then. And I think the beauty of this is that if you niche it right down to really short, actionable courses, like start with Instagram. Like I'm sure that if, if I said to, um, what's the lady's name again? Um, Kylie. Kylie. Sorry, Kylie. I had a moment of... of <laughs> I'm sure if I said to Kylie... Uh, if I was your customer and I came to you saying I want help growing my Instagram, like what would be the five areas that you would tell me I need to work on? Like what would they be? I'm sure yeah. that it would be, I'm not really an Instagram expert, but I'm sure it would be something around, you know, photography and hashtags and lighting and all, all that kind of stuff. So come up with your topics. And even if you can create really short courses for each one of them, Mm-hmm. you've then got the option to bundle them together so if it's a pdf course or if it's a video you could have five videos and people could buy each one of them for however much or bundle them all together and buy it at a discount yeah. that's quite a nice way to, to sell smaller courses make it really actionable um and don't limit yourself geographically i understand that if no. you work with people face to face you need them to be local to you i get that that makes total sense because um, presumably then you can go to their houses and or offices and help them with the mm-hmm. product shops and all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Online course doesn't have to be local to where you live. So you you can, oh, the world's your oyster. I mean, you can yeah. start in the UK and work your way out. You could just go and start in America or Australia. There are so many people with product businesses that need to know how to use Instagram properly. Um, yeah. I think it's a great place to start, but I would be really wary of having one big course that covers everything. So you are going to think about um, a number of very short courses that you bundle. Um, You could probably do it as a membership site. So you could maybe have like a six-month membership site where you had a different theme each month. That Mm -hmm. might work. Um, But I think people would probably want the results quicker than that would allow. Like with the the, um, Indian cooking, there's not really a, a result that people are looking to get. No. Having, you know, one thing a month spread out over... It's perfect. Say, yeah. With this, I think people are going to want to to take action now and get results now. Even the first course being delivered over four or five weeks, I don't think there's many people that would believe that they could manifest the money to pay for IVF within a week. That's not. That's not going to happen. That needs to be a chunk of time that you dedicate through it. Something like this, Instagram content. People are very used to immediate results, aren't they? You know Mm -hmm. what we like. yeah we want it immediately now and if we can't have it now then we want it five minutes ago or not at all Mm. I would look at making these all available from the beginning I wouldn't drip feed it out if you did it as a course I wouldn't drip feed it I'd give everybody access to everything um but make them really actionable and really short and specific I think that's great and and for another reason Instagram changes like the wind as do every other social media platform so if you had a number of your courses that were small and in my head I don't know about UK but I'm thinking like 19 pounds for a short course or something yeah uh, yeah and you know I'm somewhere around the 20 25 pounds yeah and then and then bundle them together if you've got five courses that you're selling for 20 pounds each so that's 100 pounds if you bought them all separately so Mm. then buy them all for 65 pounds or something yeah but if you did if you had certain courses that were strategy and things like taking photos, that's great. That's never going to age. So you're not going to have to update that. So perfect. Whereas 
And if you put everything into a big course, you're going to have to edit modules. And if you change the way it looks and if you change the way you look, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but honestly, you know, you go through styles and, and it, it's all a bit different. So Exactly. And that, that is a really significant thing to consider. Um, last year, I changed the colour of my hair every month. So I was <laughs> one month and then green and then purple and pink. Just to mix things up. <laughs> yeah, loads of reasons for doing it. And I loved it. And that was part of the thing that people would be like, I'd, I'd post and say in the morning, I'm going to the hairdressers and there'd just be so many people trying to guess what colour hair I was going to have that month. That is so fun. Continuity really difficult. In terms really difficult. Um, people would be joining one of my online courses and the, the eight videos they watch, I'd have different hair in each one of them. Yeah. Which, it's fine if it's a thing, but actually you probably don't want to be spending too much time having to reshoot things. No. So I think if you know that actually this little course you did you've got to review it in six months time because or because it's so specific about that thing that if it changes you know you've got to change that course but then it's really easy to pull that one course without affecting everything else so yeah I love that I think that's brilliant but really Kylie like we said in terms of this business and actually the going for people with a product is probably a really good way is a good niche because there are so many things out there on Instagram and there's so many courses online about everything really. And I'm not very good at niching down. I have to say my membership that's coming out and might even be out by the time this is aired, is not niche specific. So yeah, but I would always argue you should go niche specific. Do as I say, not as I do. That's what I say. That's exactly what I say. Um, I, I agree. And Instagram is so perfect for product businesses because it is obviously photograph-led. It's, it can be hard for service-based businesses yeah. to know what to take a photo of to put on Instagram. It, it's mm. a little bit more tenuous sometimes, I think. Not saying it doesn't work for service businesses, but it definitely it's so perfectly positioned for products. All of the people. And I'm wondering whether you can niche down even further. Like, is there a particular, have you had lots of experience in a particular sector? So uh, beauty products or, yeah, you know, because that might be a nice way to niche down even further as well and just, you know, see what that's like. Wonderful. So like I said, as always with the others, I will link up to everything with Kylie's there as well in the show notes. So the last one is Anya Marco, I have said that right, haven't I? Yes, I think so. Sorry, Anya, if I said it wrong. I get so scared about saying names because like people sometimes say Teresa wrong, which doesn't bother me in the slightest, but I, I like to get names right. So I apologize if I get these things wrong. And Anya has got a business called Felt and Things, right? I'm going to spell that to you. It's spelled F-E-L-T-N. F-I-N-G-S. And like I said, we're going to look up to this. So go to the show notes. And basically her business is that she has a felt flower business on Etsy, which again, we'll link up to. And her ideal client, a person that loves to treat themselves or is looking for a gift or if they're getting married, that they want to keep their flowers forever. But she makes the most beautiful. And obviously, as part of this, we've been looking through uh, what everybody does. And I went and looked at her stuff. And it's just stunning. It's not like, you know, sometimes when people do handmade things, there's like the handmade and homemade, isn't there? And this is like, so beautifully executed that it's stunning it's such a such a lovely thing so and this is really exciting because she sells a product so you would naturally say and if I'm not thinking uh, any ideas Carrie I'm immediately going no she can't do an online course what can she do an online course about um 
But basically, she does these amazing flowers, which she sells to people who obviously want to treat themselves um, or want to use it as a gift or like said for their wedding. So those are her kind of customers. I guess, it, you know, in terms of customers, it's predominantly female. And her problem that she solves, I guess, is is not so much of a problem, more of a, well, other than the wedding thing, which is I want to keep my flowers forever. The others are more of a luxury thing. So go on then, Carrie. Yeah, Let's... no, I love, I'm so glad we've got a product in there somewhere because products are notoriously, people will say, oh no, I've, I've got a product business, I couldn't possibly do anything online. Um, and it is more challenging. It really, really is. A service is much easier to see in your mind how it could be yeah. online. Um, these flowers are amazing. They're like, beautiful. And just instantly wanted to buy all of them. And I'm now looking around my lounge trying to work out where I could have beautiful vases. <laughs> the dogs or the kids getting hold of them. Um, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So when it comes to products, you do need to be a little bit more creative. The two most obvious online courses that come to mind, um, especially for this business, would be that she could teach people how to make the flowers that yeah. she makes. So the crafting industry is huge. I mean, I've been heavily involved in, in the craft world for a long while now, and people like making their own things. People like to learn how to do it. So that's a huge growth industry in terms of teach me how to make my own felt flowers. Now, a lot of people would then come back and say, but then they won't buy them from me. So I don't want to teach people how to make them themselves because it's obviously people pay more money for the finished thing than they do to, mm-hmm. to learn how to make it. But it's two completely different markets. The kind of person that will spend, I can't even remember what her prices were like, but for instance, the kind of person that will spend £20 on a, mm-hmm. a felt flower mini bouquet is completely different from the person who will spend £10 to learn how to make it themselves. Totally separate customers. You're not going to do yourself out of one market by selling, teaching people how to make them themselves. They are. I couldn't agree more. The person that will buy a pattern and learn how to make it is not the person who will buy it ready-made. No. No, I'm one of these really annoying people that go into Monsoon and look at scarves and go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm now going to go out and buy wool and a crochet hook and make something that looks vaguely similar myself because I wouldn't spend... 20 pounds on that finished scarf but I'll happily spend 30 pounds on the materials to make it and give myself hours of because for me it's the actual making it rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. The thing that I like so there's a huge market for teaching people how to make yeah. the flowers that she makes and there's so many different flowers on there this was the other thing that I was thinking when I had a quick look if she'd only been selling one or two different types of flowers that's obviously quite limited but mm-hmm. oh my gosh she's like got on the entire whole garden full of different yeah. flowers you can yeah. have a membership site where people pay 10 pounds a month and you give them i don't know two different patterns a month mm-hmm. or just have all of the patterns there available in a, in a shop ready to buy as in you know you download yeah. me teaching you i think it would need to be a video-based course i was trying mm-hmm. to work out earlier whether it could just be pdfs and it probably could just be a PDF course because it's the kind of thing that you would buy a, a magazine and learn from photos yeah. in the magazine, step-by-step photos. But I think a video would add some extra value to it. So in terms of pricing, if you were selling a PDF of how to make a gerbera, for instance, yeah. I think if you had a video that went with it, that adds more value to the product. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be able to charge a bit more for it. So that's one thing that she could do that's quite obvious would be how to, how to make yeah. them. And again, the structure of that videos, PDFs, either as a membership or as a one-off price to buy, mm-hmm. any of those would work and I think would be brilliant. Or she could do a course teaching other people how to set up their own product business. There are so yeah. many people out there who are good at making things 
who have no idea how to make money out of it. Yeah. I know some people who can knit and sew and crochet and make jewellery and make cakes and do the most amazing things and they just make them for friends and family. They wouldn't mm. know where to start with setting up a business. Now, she obviously has a successful business. I looked mm. on her Etsy and she's got like 700 sales, I think, or something. You know, mm. a lot of felt flowers. Mm. She knows what she's doing. Teach other people how to do that. So you could, you know, a, a course for somebody who is creative and wants to make their own things mm. perfect for mums there's so many mums at home with children who would love to earn a bit of extra money by selling the things they make teach them how to do it what did you do yeah. how did you get started what steps did you go through what mistakes did you make what would you recommend other people not to do how did you pick your prices how do you manage shipping what do you do if somebody says it hasn't arrived all of that stuff yeah love it what goes through people's heads when they think you know, I'm sitting here making amazing felt flowers, but I've got no idea how to sell them. So yeah. that's one thing that she could do, a course in teaching other people how to set up her business. And something that holds a lot of people back here is that they'll say, oh, but I'm not an expert, or I only make £1,000 a month from my business, or I only make £500 a month. I'm not an expert. But if you're making two, three, £400 a month from your business, you can teach someone else how to do that. You couldn't yeah. go out there and say, I'm going to teach you how to make a million dollars because you've done that yourself but you have to be in terms of online courses and what you're teaching as long as you are doing something that somebody else wants to learn you are qualified to teach you can teach it obviously when it comes to things like you know therapy and medical stuff you it's a little bit of a grayer area yeah yeah you probably need a qualification or two but but you're right I think I totally agree that actually there are people out there who there are people out there like me and you that dedicate our whole life to a particular industry and learning everything and doing everything. And, and we've had clients and we do it for ourselves and whatever. And then there are people who go out and do it themselves and go through all the pitfalls and the difficulties and the whatever, but they're just as qualified to talk about their experience. And I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's not sitting there saying, I'm an expert. I can help any business launch because, and yeah, I don't know your background, so I apologise. I'm not saying this specifically about you. I'm just saying that if for someone who has done a particular thing, you know, so if you have set up your own florist or if you've set up your own online business, whatever, then yeah, you might be able to then talk. But realistically say, like you said, I, I earn or I make roughly £400 a month, £500 a month, whatever it is. Again, we're making this up. This isn't Anya. You know, I make this amount of money. And if you want to make that amount of money and you want this kind of business, then I can show you how to do that. Like you said, you're not sitting there saying, I can show you how to make millions on the internet because that is that is a very different thing that you're trying to teach people. So, so she is a total expert in making a product, sourcing materials for the product, coming up with ideas, being creative, putting it on Etsy. I wouldn't have the first idea. I've never put anything on Etsy. And I wouldn't feel comfortable telling somebody how to do that. No. The way to start and I haven't done it. And it's it's about positioning. So it's about going out there and saying, you know, this is what I've done. And I would like to teach, I'd like to show you step by step what I did. People are inherently nosy. They love to know mm. behind the scenes, like, what did you do? You know, how did you go about it? People love that kind of information and it's really, really useful. So I think that would be another another really good idea for a course. Yeah. Or you could go even more kind of tenuous and do something around like colour therapies and stuff because her colour combinations are beautiful. So she could have a really simple course in how to put colours together or how to work with colour because that's applicable not just to 
felt flowers, mm. but to interior decoration and clothes and style and everything. I just looking at all her colour combinations made me think, I wish I knew how to put colours together that nicely. Because I'm very childlike when I try and put colours together. I'm like, oh, it's red, white and blue. Doesn't that look amazing? No, Kerry, it's like a five-year-old in it. <laughs> but you're right. I think sometimes we don't um, dig underneath so where does her inspiration come from? You know, does she create those flowers based on things she's seen in nature? Obviously, they're flowers, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, colour combinations in nature or, or you know, from the styles on the runway. I'm making this up. I have no idea how she comes up with the flowers. She's probably sat there listening, thinking you're an idiot, Teresa. I, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, so what's underneath it? You know, what is the, is there a particular skill or a, a particular thing that you're doing within your business to to come up with those things so yeah I like that idea I think that's good it just helps us look a bit deeper into what we're doing and that's and that's something that a lot of people don't do when I start talking to them about building an online course there's so much that they take for granted that they know um, and one of the ways that I often work with people to begin with is I'll have to just have a big long hour conversation with them and ask them loads of questions and take loads of mm. notes and kind of drag the contents of the course out of their head and get it onto paper And then when I go back to them and say, one of the modules needs to be about this, they'll say, but that's obvious. It's really Mm. not obvious. No, 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 no. Do day in, day out, you have to teach people how to do it. And sometimes having that kind of extra levels to put into it, like, why do you do this? and Where do you get that from? It just adds so much more value. Mm. And it adds not only more value to the course, but it makes people really see you as the person that is qualified to teach this course if you're just saying well here's what you do you do this this and this but if you're saying why do you do it that way and you know here's how I did it and here's how I did it another way and realized that it wasn't the right thing to do because people Mm -hmm. will always hear what you're saying go oh yeah but I could do this instead almost as a challenge yeah yeah I could I could do it (laughs) I tried that and it didn't work so yeah those extra bits in um yeah, I think that she's got some great stuff she could do then. Either, yeah, like I, I said, a membership style or as a just here's the courses, download them and go. Perfect. I need to go back and stalk all of these people in a few Honestly, and just find out what they've done. And and I want you to reach out to us. If if any of you do these things, then please do let us know because we would love to hear about it. It'd be so cool. Oh, absolutely. If anybody actually sets any of these up, I would I'm, I'm more than happy to share them with my with my audience as well. So yeah, no, that's brilliant. brilliant. So one thing I want to touch on just quickly, which was not intentional with all of these, uh, they all happen to be ladies, which again, wasn't intentional, but with all these ladies that are doing what they're doing is one thing I want to add, which whether you agree or disagree, we'll see is I love the fact that they are all experts at what they're doing. So none of them came to us and said, oh, I'm currently doing a job as this, but I really want to do a course on this. Can I? Because that for me because one thing that people think when they are going to do a course online or thinking about selling it is, well, you can get all this on the internet. And I was thinking particularly about the felt flowers that you could, you could probably go on YouTube and find out how to do it. That's, you could go onto every platform and find out how to do everything that everyone does without doubt for free. And if you want to go around and look at all those things and take that time and filter out the terribleness, because there's a lot of terribleness and the good stuff, if you've got the time to do that, then then great. But the reason people will sign up to a course or a membership is because of you and how credible you are at what you're saying and that you've had experience and that you've shown that you're doing it. And what I love about all of these ladies is that's exactly what they're doing. You know, and you're selling those flowers that look stunning on 
Etsy. You know, Legina is making curries all the time and has done this for, for years, you know, and cooking in different places and whatever. You know, um, Kylie is obviously doing Instagram um, training and management and support and advice for businesses. So she knows what she's talking about. And the same with Devon, you know, this is what she's been doing for a while. She's an expert at this. This is what she's teaching. So for me, that's the reason they would come to you. And that's another reason why I would consider doing the online course. If you just stepped into something now, I would be really nervous to say, yeah, go do a course online about it. Yeah. And I think that's a really important distinction to make. And it's something that might so my ideal client is somebody who has a business who has been working in that business for a couple of years, who has clients, who has testimonials, who know they're yeah. doing a good job and who wants to now be a little bit cleverer with their time and their income. I yeah. don't work with startups. I have lots of people that contact me and say, I've got a great idea for a company. I've got a great idea for a business. I want to launch it with an online course. And my response is, you won't have an audience. You'll spend a fortune trying to build an audience. You won't have any credibility. Go and do it. And, you know, get out there and do the dirty work. I really think that having an online course is great. It adds an extra income stream. It positions you differently. It gives you opportunities that you maybe wouldn't have had. But nothing can replace the fact that these people have been out there doing the work for however long and have the you know, the skills and stories to tell, to go with it. There's no, there's no substitution for that. You have to do the hard work. And even building an online course is hard work. I don't ever kind of try and sugarcoat it for people. There's so much out there on the internet about get rich quick, get rich quick and do this. And actually, course in three days. It's really hard work. Yes, you can build an online course in a week. That's one of the things I teach. You can. And that's Mm. a hard week. And that's, oh, I bet you're working your backside off. Yeah, that, you know, that's not a case of I'm just going to pop in for five minutes and do this. That's a full on week of work. Yeah. And then you have to sell it afterwards. It's not I don't like the phrase passive income. I haven't found anything else that I like to replace. No, I agree. But it's not passive. But what it is, is you put in that one week or one month or three months, or however long it takes you of hard mm-hmm. work. You get your course put together and then you can sell it forever. In a year's time, you can still be selling it. So it is scalable and it is um you know it, it kind of grows with you it's not that you have to keep redoing it over and over again but it's definitely not an easy quick no and I think as well the other thing about all these people which is down to their experience in their industries is if they came to you and said okay I want to sign up for the a course in a week or five days a week a week a week yeah. the one of the things that I should imagine is a prerequisite is that they know their content so that's going to be easy to create or easier because don't get me wrong that bit is that's the big bit isn't it and that's the bit that puts me off doing big courses is because oh it's the content that puts everybody off that's always the one thing that everybody says it's the content I don't know where to start so um yeah but you have to at least know like I was saying earlier if you have a process that you go through then the content is there inside your head ready to be pulled out and put onto paper Or if um, I work with a lot of authors, so if somebody's written a book, that's amazing. You've got the content. You've done done the hard work. Come along with your book and we can easily turn that into an online course. Or if you have five years worth of weekly blog posts, the chances are we can take that content that you've already done and turn it into an online course. So to come along from scratch and want to create a course with nothing, I'm sure there are people out there that would help you do it, but I won't because it seems unnecessarily difficult and it seems that it would be harder to get results from. And I like results. You know, yeah. I'm from 
marketing techie background, I like numbers and results. And I like to be able to look at stats and know, actually, that's got a reasonable chance of being successful. Yeah, I like to yeah. risks, but I like calculated risks. I don't like to work with somebody who says, you know, I've got nothing. I've got zero audience. I've never done this before, but I think it would be great. Great, then go and do it. And yeah. then when you've done it, then come back and look at, at, at growing rather than, at, you know, and it's not a case of build it and they will come because that doesn't exist in this space. I've worked very hard in this industry. You have as well. And, and it's still not easy for us. It's still not, you know, we're not sat in the Bahamas with our feet up while the money comes rolling in. You know, we still have to work hard at it. The same as anybody in any industry, unless you're the likes of Tony Robbins or Brenda Bruchard, but even those people, they're like marketing machines. You know, I've seen what they're they send me and they are working hard. There is a system there that's working hard for them anyway. So is when you, like you said earlier, I work, I mean, I work really hard, but I love what I do and I love the results I see people get. And I love, I just, I just love that moment when I'm working with somebody and they go, Oh, that's how it works. Or that's what I could do. That penny drop kind of moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not afraid of working hard, but I would rather be working hard at something that I know has the potential to bring me huge results over the next year. And it is a long-term game. I I have people that come to me and say, you know, I've been running a business for two years. I've got great results. I've got great clients. I need an online course now because I can't pay my mortgage at the end of the month. Yeah, that ain't going to work. No, you need to allow three to six months before you start making a profit from your course. Generally, some people do it sooner. I had one guy last year who we launched a course. He had no, you'll, you'll, this'll make you cringe. You might want to be taking a deep breath now. He had no profile, Twitter profile. He'd never been on LinkedIn. He had no social media whatsoever. And he He basically didn't exist is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, And we launched, he had an amazing course and we managed to make him 2000 pounds in his first month of launching. And that was fantastic, but it doesn't happen for everybody. Most people will take a good three or four months of testing and tweaking and getting it out there before you'll make money back. So it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not an instant money in your bank scheme. What it is, is just a more clever way of taking your content and doing something different with it. And can I just add one more thing on this, actually, because I know we've taken quite a lot of time and I appreciate your time. One of the things that I find particularly helpful. So I launched a course, Content Creation Made Simple. It was a very simple, straightforward, direct course, which strangely enough, I had real trouble pricing because I felt like it wasn't big enough. But the point is, you follow those steps, you do what I tell you. And it will work and you'll get, you'll create better content. You won't be stuck of things to write and put on social media. But I put this out there because I felt, I didn't feel credible enough. Even though I had done loads of courses, I'd launched loads of memberships for clients and I'd gone through the process a million times over felt like I hadn't done one for myself and I felt like I'm not credible enough. So I wanted to do that really just so I could tick that box. And it did because now I can happily tell you that I know what it's like to be sat waiting to do a live webinar or, you know, going through a sales launch and that sort of thing. And I feel more credible to carry on teaching that. But also the one thing I found particularly helpful is I will go and train someone now. If someone says, can, can we do some training that I can add that course in into the training price as a, as a freebie, as a bonus, as a, do you know what? You're paying a lot of money for me to come and sit in front of you. So what I'm going to do is let's not waste time on this content bit because I have that ready and waiting for you. Here it is. You do that before I get there and then you're way ahead of me and we can then do the good stuff. So for me, 
it wasn't, it's not so much about having that continuous income because it wasn't meant for that reason. Don't get me wrong, when the membership's up and running, that's what that's about. And obviously helping amazing people. But for me, it was like, actually, this is great because I can literally go either you can buy that, you don't need to pay me to do it, or I'll add it on as a bit of a bonus. Yeah. And it does, it makes you, it makes you more credible. It gives you, um, it gives you that edge. And in this marketplace, whatever industry you're in, it's so noisy. There's so many people out there. Any edge that you can have, if somebody was looking for um, a, a coach, like a money mindset coach, if I was looking at three or four different coaches and one of them had an online course and one of them had different options, I would instantly think that person was more likely to be able to get me results just because you, yeah. you've done something different and you've got something. You're not just run of the mill. Here's what I'm offering, you know, a three month coaching package, one Skype call a week. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You've, you've put the time and effort into doing something else. And you've invested that. Kerry, I'm thank you. I've so much of your time. I feel like I could talk about this stuff. No, honestly, and me, the audience were just sat there like, come on, girls, wrap it up. So I apologise that we've been talking so much. But honestly, I loved this. This was so cool. Such a good idea. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say it was my idea. I'd love to say it was, but it was actually Kerry's idea. But now she's given it to me. I'm going to steal it and maybe use it again in the future. So <laughs> I hope you don't mind. But it was such a nice idea to get people in and get some real action businesses and some actual real examples of how they can do it so thank you Kerry that was an amazing idea so if you did like it then obviously do let me know that would be great but obviously I'm going to hook up to everything to do with Kerry I know she's got various good things on her sites and, and freebies and that sort of stuff so I will put all that in the show notes so do go and check them out and Kerry thank you so very much for being on the podcast it's been great to have you on it's been lovely thank you for inviting me what did you think I loved it. I thought it was great. I love teaching and I love being asked questions because it gives me a real focus and a real structure to answer back. So for me, that was perfect because we got real life examples and could give you real life suggestions and tools and direction. So I loved it. Also, I want to say thank you to the four ladies that we featured I thought they were brilliant businesses. Do please go check them out. We've put all their links in the show notes. And obviously I've put all of Kerry's links in the show notes as well. So do please go and take a look at that because it was really kind of them to contact me and to get in touch. And thank you to everyone else who did. And I'm sorry they didn't make it. I've contacted you. But thank you so much for those guys. That was really, really helpful. And like I said, I thought that was a really cool episode. I really, really enjoyed that. Okay, so that's it from me this week. Have a wonderful week and I will see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.